Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube Live Chat Poll of the Day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show, packed noon hour. We just wrapped up here on the Annie Fry Show. And, you know, sometimes Ryan gets real hot and bothered about the length of the Wiggins America segment. He said today he needed longer than 1245. So we do as we normally do, and we just do what Ryan Wiggins wants. I said get Chad Wolf on or something. I don't care. I need a longer segment. Did you listen to him? Mm-hmm. What do you think? How did he do? We should have brought him in with the Wiggins America intro. And just seen how he did Yeah, with some goofy subject. I would have been, we'd play Wiggins, and we'd talk about Wiggins America, and I'd be like, the southern border, what is it like in Wiggins America? Yeah. And then he would have been like, it's terrible. <laughs> No, in Wiggins America, it's great. He wouldn't have known that, though. He would have been confused. Yeah. Does, does, <laughs> he would have just gone with what he knew. Does Wiggins America have a big, beautiful wall on the southern border? We don't need it. Everybody gets along. <laughs> the, the, Mexico is You're better in Wiggins America, so people want to stay where they're from. Yeah, it's great. Why aren't you there? Oh, I'm there 100% of the time. That's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> the YouTube live chat poll, if you want to join us there and vote, is will Michelle Obama ever run for president? Your options are yes in 2024, yes, but not this year, or no we want to know what you think about that, so come vote. Um, Rig Don says, I don't think she'd take the pay cut. Chris says, I voted yes, 2024. She is what scares me the most. Edward said, I voted no. If she had aspirations of running for president, I think she would have already run in 2020. A different Chris said, I voted yes. If it was six months ago, I would have said in 2024, but I feel they are past that unless they drop Biden. And Russell said, I voted no. Why would she step on her husband's toes He's on his third term of the presidency, hoping for his fourth if Biden wins in 2024. 
So we want to know what you think. Come to the Any Fry YouTube channel, vote and tell us if you think Michelle Obama will ever run for president and leave a comment and we might read yours on the air as well. Wiggins! Oh, Wiggins! Here's your time. Thank you very much. What I have for you today is something that you all are going to need to participate in. And if you're listening, you can participate pay two to figure out whether you need to be looking for a new job. <laughs> <laughs> These are the top 20 signs you need to start looking for a new job. Should so we score? I think that you should keep track as we go okay. of the 20. How many are you a yes to? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, do you agree that that sign does mean that you should start looking for a new job? One. I'm going to number. Okay. Go ahead. I, I don't have to do the... I can count to 20 by myself. Okay. I well, I was just wanting to see how high you got before we started. We were talking about this off air. She's able to multitask. I, I agree. <laughs> Clearly, he's not. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just waiting. She's counting. Okay. I'm going to wait. And she sounds like she's done. All right. Number one. Feeling anxious on a Sunday night. I think that's a good sign that you need a new job. I do, too. Do you feel anxious on a Sunday night? No. Only, only if I don't have a good guest booked for Monday. You know what? I numbered this and I forgot to write 19. <laughs> Whoops. 19, 20. Female brain. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Math. It's hard. Math. It's hard for girls. Sure is. Biologically. All right. I'm going to mark that one. And I'm not going to tell you what I marked. Math was my best. You just asked us. I know, but I'm not going to tell you. This is Math was your best what? ACT score. Was it really? Yeah. 31. You, really? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, it's useless in this job. <laughs> Clearly. I don't even need to count to 20. <laughs> yeah. Can you count to 20? You're sure I can. Yeah. Skip 19. All right. Number two, not feeling appreciated. Um, I'm going to say that that is a sign that you might need to see and take a new job, but it can't be the only sign. Because that no. any type of feeling is... You can have a feeling about something that is rooted in reality, and you can have a feeling about something that's not rooted in reality. That's very true. I do feel like this one is important to your job. How do you feel about this one? But you can't, you can't expect it constantly. That's, yeah. It's one of those that you do need it at some point, but you can't expect it as much as you probably want it. Well, and, and that feeling of not being appreciated can't be fleeting either because feelings are like that. Emotions are like that. They'll be fleeting and you're like, oh, I don't feel very appreciated. And then like two days later, you're like, wow, I don't even know what I was thinking about there. It's just, <laughs> just having a day. I was just in my feels all day. It also, it's also important, as it is with any human relationship that you have, to understand love languages. I read the Five Love Languages book, I don't know, it might have been 10 years ago. And it was eye-opening for me to learn that I have a love language that I speak, but also a love language that I hear. Mm -hmm. And if if I am trying to, if I'm trying to, let's say I have a, a very good friend and I'm doing nice things for them all of the time, that might be the way that I show them that I care about them. If I have a, a good friend that is going through a hard time and I'm trying to make them meals and, you know, maybe do their laundry or something, that might, I might not be like, speaking to them about how much I care about them and using words to teach them that or to make sure they understand that. But my actions might be the way that I'm showing that. And if the person who I'm talking to understands appreciation or affection through words much more than they understand it through actions, then what I'm communicating, they might not be receiving 
as much as I'm communicating it. So it's you have to learn how to speak multiple language, mm -hmm. but also you the hardest thing and the most transformative thing for me was to learn to hear other languages, to know that just because I receive love in a specific way the best doesn't mean that it hasn't been coming to me in a way that I just wasn't hearing previously. And in the work sense, it's not really love languages, but appreciation can be done the same way. Like you might be appreciated and being shown appreciation in a way that you're not particularly hearing. Love languages was a big deal when that came out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was very, very accurate. And I think it helped a lot of people. Mine were both words of affirmation going out and coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I am shocked. I know. Uh, number three, not really caring about the job anymore. I would say this is definitely one that if, yeah. Yeah. If, if you're feeling this, that is time to start looking elsewhere. Number four, frequently looking at the time to see if it's nearly time to go home. Ooh, wow. Well, <laughs> check. Got yeah, it. I'm going to say we do that a lot. Frequently looking at the time. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much all we do. Yeah, like, when is this segment over? <laughs> Gosh. Sorry, you still got five more minutes. <laughs> Minimum. Minimum. Uh, number five, feeling depressed before a holiday because you know it will end. And then you have to go back to work. Um, I think that that, knowing that you have a reprieve from doing something, but worrying the whole time that you're enjoying the reprieve, Try, supposed to be enjoying the reprieve the whole thing is tainted by the idea that it there is an end to it i hate endings i am so bad at endings of anything um so i can understand that i i experienced that the hardest with my first maternity leave because i wanted to keep staying at home but the truth was is that when i came back to my job which was when i was doing digital for 97.1 very much so background capacity once i got back and i was appreciated by the people who i came back to I quickly moved on from that, but I can I know what that feeling is like. Yeah, I don't know that I fall into this category, but I think if you listen to the show and you listen to our Friday shows, you know that we probably are, are kind of like, hey, this is great. We're not thinking about Monday mm -mm. on Friday. Mm -mm. Uh, number six, no longer feeling passionate about the role. Yeah, that would be one. It's a definite sign. Mm -hmm. It's a definite sign. Everybody keeping track here? I wonder how many people are going to quit after the segment. <laughs> Give us uh, at least a portion of your new job. Um, 10% for the big guys. Yeah. We're all the big guys here, so 40%. <laughs> we'll take 30. That makes sense. Yeah. That's the Biden tax plan. Number seven, not liking your boss. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. Your boss yeah. really does set the tone for what you can and can't do and really what you feel in a given day. Have you ever worked for a micromanager? Yes. <sighs> Yes, I've worked actually I've worked for people who are both micromanagers and non-existent managers. So mm -hmm. I've kind of run the gamut. I'll take the macro over the micro every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number 8, lack of sleep due to stress. Yeah, maybe and I mean that's a health thing. Yeah. If your job is causing you so much stress and anxiety that you can't sleep. Uh number 9, the salary is not very good. Yeah, it's a valid. Yeah, Again, these are I don't know that any of these are absolute deal breakers, but That's why we're keeping score. If you combine a few yeah. of them, yeah. Yeah, not feeling a sense of pride in your work. What um This is number 10. See, now that one 
if you're not taking pride in your work, you shouldn't just quit your job and be jobless. <laughs> like you need completely to, agree. You need to find yeah. another job. That that is to be said about all of these. If yeah. you don't just leave, <laughs> like find definitely better yourself. If you can find something better, do it. But I've known guys, particularly in my life, who have been upset with a job or just kind of unfulfilled. Totally understand that. But then they just leave, and it's like no. I mean, unless you are physically unable to do the work, like you are so stressed out that it's going to kill you, find something else first. Find some stability. Uh, number 11, we'll have to move a little faster here. Yeah, you're I'm always looking, looking for <laughs> you're always looking for other opportunities. Yeah. I but would say yes to that. You probably already made that decision, though, at that point. Yeah. I, but I feel like I'm always looking for opportunities, but it's always to supplement what I'm doing. It's not to leave. So I don't know that that's a great... So- so yours is back to like number nine, which is the salary. Kind of. <laughs> like I'm always looking to add more money and stuff to what I'm doing. Well, just you know, when I enjoy no, it. If you feel like if you feel like you're not getting enough money, which I can see that kind of being kind of the natural bend of most people, like I wish I got more money to do this. But you're looking for other ways to op, uh, to supplement your income so you can stay in your job. That might actually be a sign that you really like your job. That's true. Number twelve, not being able to. Yeah, re- Ryan. Number 12, not being able to recall the last time you looked forward to going to work. Oh, that's sad. It is sad, and I think that's a very, very good uh, one. If, if you're checking that, that's that's time to start looking. Number 13, spending most of your working day procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that there are people who love their job who do that. <laughs> yep. And one of the – somebody's looking at me right now kind of funny. I don't know why she's doing that. Knock it off, Leah. And it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Too slow. <laughs> uh, number 14, not learning anything new in the role. And then I'm going to add 15, not getting excited when you're given a new project. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to p- persuade people to be like every day that you walk into a, a job that you have that is good that you need to be like pumped and high-fiving people around the office because people like that would make me want to quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> There's truth in that, Like, though. calm down, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it, to some extent, people who are like that, you can tell when they're naturally like that and when they're not. And the ones who are not, you're like, uh, I don't know, man. I think you're trying to hype yourself up, and that's not going to last. Unable to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Number 17, shutting down the conversation if someone asks, how's work going? <laughs> what is this from? This is a poll company called One Poll. Okay. Last couple is here. Is this the only poll they did? <laughs> yeah, one poll. <laughs> one <Yeah>. poll. <laughs> they opened. It's an LLC. Brilliant. They had a real distinct goal. Do one poll. We can get the Annie Fry show on this one. We'll make it big <laughs> in St. Louis. <laughs> Falling asleep at work or on the job. Not number nineteen. Doing anything? I'm not marking that. <laughs> number nineteen. <laughs> doing anything but work during the day, uh, such as shopping or anything to distract yourself from your actual work. Yeah, it'd be bad. That seems like an, an obvious one. That you're not enjoying yourself. And last one, not wanting to socialize with your colleagues out of office hours. No, that's not. I got a big problem with the. There's two cultures here. The mm-hmm. the people who came be- before us who work was everything like your job was your it was the largest defining thing probably more so for men than women is that an unfair statement that men no that's not unfair i mean i think that if you're a dad and a husband that you consider 
those to be the most defining things in your life, but your job is a huge portion of like defining who you are as a human. And then the younger generation right now, Gen Z and probably half the millennials are very, they're very anti that job being the defining, you know, the work-life balance and all that stuff. There has to be a middle ground Mm -hmm. where, no, you do have to care about your job and your job doesn't have to be puppy sunshine and roses every day. And it's still a worthy use of your time. But you also don't have to make your job your life. I, I mean, my life is my family. And that's just I mean, I have no questions about that. I have a very clear in my mind set of priorities where the first thing that I consider if someone says, hey, can you do this, especially if it's outside of my work hours? The first question is, how does it affect my family? And there are times where I ask my family to sacrifice their time with me to do something with work. But it's always that ask. I'm I'm always looking to make sure that the, the first thing that is considered is my family. But it's not the only thing that's considered. And I don't I don't I feel like. We are from a generation that really was married to work and, you know, you you just stayed at the office forever and ever and ever until the job got done. If you allowed your company to take advantage of you, that we've pulled away from that a little bit. But when we come back, we can get our results and we're going to play a clip from a Gen Zer who works at Walmart. Her video is viral right now. And she's very unhappy with the way things are the way things are are going in this current Uh, I'll just say job situation. We will comment together why maybe she's experiencing what she's fearing and whether or not we agree with her, because I think that there might be multiple ways to look at her said experience. We'll also find out if anyone's quitting after the end of the show with our scores. And if they are, they can just leave right now. Yeah. Right. Come in and you'll see. (laughs) Oh, they're missing now. Brad, you can't leave. You got to run the board. <laughs> we'll be back. Oh man! In just a minute, don't go away. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. Our YouTube live chat poll for today. Hello to everyone hanging out with us there. People leaving comments on this question. Will Michelle Obama ever run for president? Yes, in 2024. Yes, but not this year. Or no. Uh, Sheepdog says, never say never. I vote yes, but not this year. Dan said, I said no. She has too many skeletons in her closet. Uh, Amanda said, can I choose option four? Uh, Lord, I hope not. No, that's not one of the options, Amanda. But thank you for the suggestion. And JC said, nope, she won't run. I agree. Way too many skeletons in her closet. We want to know what you think. If Michelle Obama will ever run for president, we'll get to more discussion around that uh, in a little bit. Ryan, to wrap up Wiggins America, you want to set the table before we give our scores from what we just talked about? Sure. Once again, the topic for Wiggins America was the top 20 signs you need to start looking for a new job. So we went through all 20 of these, and hopefully you did too, and kind of scored ourselves to see whether we would be leaving today or not. So you gave 20, 20 different things. Any, what's your score? My score out of 20 was three. What about you, Brad? Brad? Uh, <laughs> he's counting. Three. And now, Mike? Brad, can you get Mine someone to three? Three. Not actually four. Yeah, he just added one because of that moment. He wanted to beat me. <laughs> uh, Leah? A little bit better. Um, I did this wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> just so we're clear, I, I thought this applied to more than this job. Because my answer was nine, but okay. that does not apply to this. That's that, less than 50%. We'll yeah, still take okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I She's promise. Staying. Yeah. Yeah. I have one. One? Yeah, I check the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I check the clock. That's the only thing I do when I'm here. Basically, I stand and watch a clock tick for three hours by the second. Yes. Yes, we do that. But I don't really do it for the reason they're saying, so it might be zero. Well, but you, you are looking forward to three o'clock because then you will have accomplished a show. Yeah, I mean, I've finished. I don't know about accomplished. It depends on the day. You've, yeah, the show's done. Yeah, the show is over. Why are you still here? Go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a Gen Z TikToker who uh, I saw on Twitter, which is where I see everything from TikTok, as the old people are apt to do. And she's she's coming at the conversation about people attacking Gen Z workers. She feels attacked. And there's part of me watching her sit in her car Talking to the camera. She's got a Walmart badge on. I thought, take the Walmart badge off. Take it off. <laughs> yeah. Or at least, like, cover up so you can't see what the logo is. Um, I don't know if it matters. I don't know that Walmart cares. She's probably a really great worker. But she was being super defensive on behalf of Gen Z because of a lot of the conversation that exists about Gen Z's attitude towards work. And I was listening to her, not specific in detail, but when she was talking, I very much so remembered being a millennial of that age and feeling the same emotions that she was articulating. Like the idea that, listen, I'm just trying to do what I need to do here. And everybody is out judging the specific generation essentially for existing and not doing it the way they do it. You know, what I'm saying? Do you remember like people don't harp on millennials as much anymore mm-hmm. because I think it's because millennials are old enough now to do the harping. Um but it's definitely there's a lot of Gen Z conversation right now because they're fully in the workforce. And there are times where I look at them and I go, yeah, they were they were really awful to millennials. That Gen Z was awful to millennials. Well, Gen Z is awful to millennials, but that's not what I'm talking about. That, when we were that age. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh let me okay. go to Brad. Brad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They yeah, were, good job. <laughs> I, just, I thought you were going to ask me the question again. But no, yeah, the as a millennial, they were, you know, the millennials are lazy. 
I mean, it's really recently that they started blaming Gen Z for everything up until about maybe. I think it's because the day now includes millennials. Yeah. Two years ago, maybe even two to three years ago, everything was millennials fault. And we were like, it's not millennials at this point. These these are Gen Z kids. You know, they were talking about high school kids. Millennials became a a synonym for just young people or specifically young, lazy people. And Gen Z are kind of dealing with that right now. Like you're saying that if you were this age, this is how you are and who you are. And we have people in our generation who are like this, but just by virtue of being Gen Z doesn't make that I am the thing that you're saying that I am. I think you kind of said this yesterday that every generation at that age says, oh, woe is me. Oh, everything's so hard for me. The whole world's against me. The difference is But that every generation that's older than them says that about them, too. Says it to them, but the difference now is that we we allow it more than we ever have. We don't push perseverance. We don't push back. We don't tell them, get over it as much. Uh, I think it's good when we do that. And I mean, it's good to have grace. I'm not saying that because when somebody's going through a hard time, the last thing you want to hear is, well, get over it. But but if all you ever have is hard times, mm-hmm. if all you ever have is hard times and all you ever have is people telling you, oh, it's OK, and, and just sort of giving you benign encouragement that doesn't mean anything. Nobody's there with you in the trench to say you can do this. That's a different attitude. Well, I think the other side of that is, too, is is the parenting styles, like the bulldozer and helicopter parenting and stuff like that. People, kids haven't figured out how to deal with adversity. And so whenever the first the first major adversity that they face is that. I, I want to play this clip before we run out of time here so we can discuss what we're talking about in conjunction with this clip. So this is a Gen Z TikToker. She uh, is working at Walmart. She's sitting in the parking lot of Walmart, I believe, in her car, and she's filming this video. And I think you're going to have a visceral, immediate reaction to it, but I want you to continue to actually listen to what she says throughout this this whole thing. I cannot stand how the news has been dogging Gen Z and calling them lazy for not wanting to work a 9 to 5 for the rest of their lives. Let me put it in perspective for everybody who's a little confused here, okay? I work five days out of the week, 40 hours a week, okay? I do not make enough to live on my own. I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat all by myself. I would not be capable of doing that. 20 years ago when you were getting started, you could live on your own. 20 years ago when you first started, you were able to do everything that I am now struggling to do. Let me add another perspective here. You've been working for 20 years. You have 20 years of working experience behind your belt. You have 20 years of experience in a career that has allowed you to gain raises, to get more money, to profit you in an economy that you created. So she goes on. So she's talking about how she's working 40 hours a week. So, I mean, obviously she's upset here. But she says she does work 40 hours a week. And one of like her biggest complaint here is that working 40 hours a week does not afford her the income to purchase the things she needs to sustain an independent lifestyle. Here's the rest of it. You can sit here and you can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but I've been working my tail end off just to barely make it by. And respectfully, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. I don't want to work my tail end off wasting all of my life working just to barely be able to pay my bills. And that is what you created, not Gen Z. We're just here getting started. You've been doing it for the last 20 years. You tell me how it got ruined. We can sit here and we can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but you let the economy turn into what it did. You let it all run to hell. And now it's Gen Z's fault because we don't want to work to fix your mistakes. I don't disagree with her. 
I, I mean, it's abrasive. The obvious visceral reaction, like I said, is like, whoa, girl, calm down. You're going to have to work hard to get where you want to get. But what she's the, what she's ultimately pointing out here is something that I wish that politicians on the Republican side of the aisle would tap into. The idea that if you keep elevating the minimum wage, but the cost of everything goes sky high, it doesn't matter. You don't get to stump on campaign uh, stages behind podiums and brag about what you've done for people when the rest of the economy has caused everything to be sky high and unaffordable. Now, I would also say to her that when I was her age, I was working three jobs, going to school, living with Two other roommates in a two-bedroom apartment, so we they shared the bigger room, and I had the 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 other room myself. It was a tiny little apartment. We did what we had to do to get by. I actually look back on that time and don't understand how I financially made it work because all of the money I made went all out. And I remember when I was uh, when my husband and I were first married, I was the only person who had an income. We had a kid on the way because he had gone back to school to be a teacher, and. I don't know how we I don't even know how we fed ourselves when we were still living in our home. My parent, my in-laws took us in for a while while Jared finished school. We wouldn't have been able to do it without that extra help. But what she's saying there is that she is working her tail off. She is not being lazy. She's not one of those people who just wants gimme, gimme, gimme. She's working her tail off and she's realizing it's not enough. And then she says, you guys made this economy. Well, I assume that she's at least 18 years of age. Like, you get to now enter the workforce to understand a little bit about economics. And if you are putting some of your skin in the game, which it sounds like she is because she's a working uh, American citizen, you have to understand we have to get this individual with to translate what she's experiencing right now as a consequence of policy that exists in our American government. I don't I don't know if that's the way you guys took it. But when I was listening to it, I wanted to be like, oh, gosh, this again. And the more I listened to it, I thought there's really something here that I think people should pay closer attention to. That's exactly my reaction is because of the way. And of course, if it comes from TikTok and it's Gen Z, I'm already going. All right. What are you complaining about? But when you hear her argument and, you know, if she's telling the truth Mm -hmm. that she is working 40 hours a week, uh, I'm going to highlight a comment here on the YouTube live chat. Dan says, blame everyone else. Now, if he's talking about her, I don't know if that he is, but if he's talking about the girl in this clip blaming everybody else, I got to say, I kind of agree with the girl in the clip. She's blaming everybody else for creating a bad working environment. She's blaming our generation and generations above for voting for bad fiscal policy that has devalued our currency so much for so long that now they're dealing with it. I mean, we're all dealing with it in a sense. But she rightly is diagnosing that that is a major problem. Well, she's dealing with it and it's hitting her hardest because she has less resources to which yes. to deal with it. Uh, the, the comment about I'm working my tail off and I'm barely making ends meet. Yes. I, like Annie was pointing out, that is the struggle for everybody that's just getting started. That's just the nature of it. But then on top of that, like Ryan was saying, you've got bad economic policy and and this is something that I've been trying to harp on that isn't helping the low income people. It's actually hitting them harder. My wife and I are decent. We make a decent living. We we have decent income, but we've had to cut back on a lot of things so that we can make ends meet. When you're not making as much, when you're just getting started and you have to cut back, there's less fat there for you to trim off and this stuff hurts more. 
So she's got real legitimate complaints. And to Annie's point, she does need to get involved. She starts needs to looking at fiscal policy of different politicians and start voting, too. The other thing that I love that she said in there that I think is easy to overlook is she says she doesn't want to work. She doesn't she doesn't say she doesn't want to work. She says she doesn't want to work like this for the rest of her life to not be to just barely get by. She probably wants she she probably wants to be wealthy. Who doesn't want to be wealthy? Folks, that's not a sin. There's nothing wrong with the idea that you put your time in, you uh, maybe you're loyal to a company and you could work for Walmart, have no college degree and end up being high up in Walmart, making six or seven figures at some point in your career. If that's your aspiration and your hope, there's nothing wrong with that. You could be in a trade. You could be an apprentice and become a skilled worker. But boy, those people are going to be making some serious cash in, in the coming future as people are less likely to get into the trades. Currently, that's going to change, I think, dramatically. But she talks about aspirations and the American dream used to be about having the 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 home and the independent living and maybe the, the two car garage with two cars that could go in it and being able to self-sustain without having to have people come in and always relying on something else to show up in order to make the ends meet. She wants more. That is an American attribute that should be celebrated And she needs to be told that if you continue, not her, but if one continues to support the country in the direction that Joe Biden and Barack Obama want to take it, they want to take from people who have to provide not for the people who have not, to provide for the government to provide for the people who have not. The the money comes in and it doesn't go to the people who don't have. The money comes in and it goes to government. The money comes out of your pocket. If you get to the point after working, I don't know, maybe she's a cashier at Walmart. Pretty soon she becomes a manager and then she becomes a supervisor and then maybe she has her own store. I know people personally who manage Walmarts and Walgreens and and these uh, Kohl's and uh, Home Depot. They manage these stores. They do very well for themselves. Once you get to the point where you're making that sort of maybe salaried career money and you realize This money's coming out of my paycheck. It's not going to help the person who's the cashier. It's going to make government bigger. It's going to pay for a program that somebody's going to campaign on so that they can get elected, so they can say they did this. It doesn't go to the people like you, because obviously if it did, you'd have it right now. There are a whole host of people right now who are not buying the big lie of Bidenomics, which if I talk to you, which I will when I come back, the Biden bingo, I just said like three things that he says in his speeches that you'd be very close to a bingo. Very close. Very close. (laughs) Very close! (laughs) Yelling is one of them. (laughs) Clenching your fist. Not a joke. (laughs) Not a joke. I should do a whole segment in Bidenisms. Do it. We got one more in this hour. (laughs) We need to understand that there is a, a discontent that exists in young people right now? Are you going to get the majority of young Gen Zers to swing over and vote for Donald Trump in 2024? You're probably not. But it's like when they talk about the black vote or the Latino vote. You don't need to have the majority. If 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 somehow or another Donald Trump were able to get 20% of the black vote, or if Republicans were able to get 20% of the black vote, the Democrats are in a huge heap of trouble. But you have to communicate to these things. You have to go into the communities that you think are lost causes, and that might be the young people. That might be uh, impoverished communities that are black, the impoverished communities that are white, impoverished communities that are Latino, and you have to speak to the people. 
You have to sit and be willing to listen to this TikToker and hear what she's actually saying and not just shrug her off as another lazy, whiny Gen Zer. Because she actually makes some decent points here. I don't know if that's how everybody heard that, but that's how I heard it. I thought it was worth discussing. Yeah, I do too. And I, I think that there are a lot of those people. People are in the chat are asking, well, how do you how does she vote? I don't know. I don't know how she votes. I know that she's prime pickings for we somebody to- We don't know that to, she votes. That's true too. You don't, you don't know how she votes or if she votes, but she sounds like she's got some things starting to be figured out that older people have said probably for a long time to say, hey, this is the way things work. Oh, you're experiencing it now? Yeah, welcome to reality. Where your political philosophy starts shifting from just being in your heart to maybe coming through your head. And if you're doing it right, you incorporate both of them. Let us know what you think in the comments and also vote YouTube Live Chat Poll. Will Michelle Obama ever run for president? We want to know what you think. We'll be back in just a minute. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. Happy to be with you this Tuesday afternoon. We spoke with Chad Wolf, who was the former acting secretary of the United States Department of Homeland Security at about 1245. And interesting conversation with him about uh, what's going on on the southern border. Mayorkas's uh, revelation in that closed door meeting that Bill Malugin reported on saying over 85 percent of people crossing the border are released into the country. That is jaw-dropping information, especially to hear from Mayorkas, who refuses to call it a crisis. He says it's a challenge. He's full of crap. Uh, Joe Concha also with us at 1225. What? I'm just summing it up for what it is. Am I wrong? Uh, no. No. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Scientifically speaking. No, I just like how blunt it was. Uh, thank you. I wanted to get straight to the point. We have also discovered in the last 30, 45 minutes that um, the... Uh, what's his title? Secretary of Defense. Secretary of Defense. I was thinking his like, military title. Secretary of Defense Austin is being treated for prostate cancer, which is unfortunate to hear that that is what is, the, what is going on. It doesn't excuse the fact that he wasn't communicating that. Um, does that change? I mean, does that change the story at all? Like, okay, he has cancer. He wasn't getting a, like, cheekbone lift. No, the only way I think it would change it is that he even more so should have been communicating that with people because it's condition. a long-term thing. It's not short-term. Yeah. I, I, I pray for his uh, quick and speedy and full recovery, and I hope that, that he is – I don't know what the prognosis is. We don't know all the details about it. I know the Pentagon is speaking about it right now, but um, still does require you to do mm-hmm. some communications when the – when you're the Secretary of Defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
uh, Dakota Wood talked about this yesterday about how him he was he's a very private individual. But whenever you go into a position of public service like the Secretary of Defense, like the President, I think you have to sacrifice some of that sense of privacy that you want because of the importance of your job. And I, I do think that it was still irresponsible of him not to inform people that he was going in for surgery. Yeah. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin's absence caused by prostate cancer surgery complications. That's the New York Post breaking news alert. Did you guys see the Alaska Airlines story? Oh, yeah. I needed it to be erased for my it's not comfortable. comprehension. No, it's, it's not, not comfortable that they continue to find weak bolts. Well, the thing about it that blew my mind was allegedly. <laughs> blew your you mind. see what you did. If you were on the plane, it would have yeah. blown your mind yeah, yeah. and your hair, too. Um, <laughs> but really that, that particular, at least I read that particular airline had apparently had some or allegedly had some warning lights, depressurization warning lights that had gone on in other previous flights. So they removed it from the flight to to Hawaii. They just removed the they, warning? No, no, no. They no. removed that plane from the that Hawaii, oh. Hawaii flight path and they put it on a shorter one so it wouldn't be as big a deal. And I'm like, or you could try to figure out where that's coming from. <laughs> Is it fair to be like, doors are blowing off of planes in the air. Gosh dang it, Pete to judge. Because people are doing it. Is that fair? Yeah. <laughs> Because all is fair and I think it <laughs> is. More. I think it is fair. Well, when you look at this guy, it's not just oh, Pete Buttigieg must be responsible for the door coming off of the Alaskan airplane. But when you look at he's what, the one who's supposed to check those though. Isn't his, he? <laughs> yeah, he's on the ground doing it. When he's his priorities not. have nothing to do with any of that stuff. They are all social justice agenda items that you see coming out of the White House, and it is. Over and over and over from this guy, people have pointed it out, and he won't change course. Let's go to CNN, something that is uh, not traditionally uh, where we would pull stories like this from, and just see what they have to say. Federal officials examining the horrifying mid-flight blowout. I've had, I've dealt with some horrifying <laughs> mid-night yeah, get blowouts. Pampers. Yeah, uh, loves same brand as Pampers. Oh, but same same company, P and G, cheaper. That's about poop. Thank you. <laughs> uh, federal officials examining the horrifying mid-flight mid blowout of part of an Alaska Airlines aircraft fuselage are testing the detached piece for clues on what led up to the plane's explosive decompression after the missing piece was discovered in an Oregon backyard. Imagine being that guy. New details are emerging on the plane's detached fuselage plug door and its components as both Alaska and United Airlines say they found loose hardware on a number of their Boeing 737 MAX 9s, which for days have been grounded nationwide for inspections. National Transportation Sec Safety Board Chair Jennifer Homendy told CNN, CNN's Anderson Cooper 360 that the fuselage plug that blew out of the plane mid-flight Friday and was recovered from the yard Monday was quite a lot. It can tell investigators and, quote, really was the missing piece in the investigation. No sugar. <laughs> I just hit my head on the mic. The door was the missing piece in the investigation. It was missing from the plane that was in flight. Man, if yeah. we can only find this door. Can you imagine going outside in the backyard and being like, honey, yeah. hey, uh, did you leave an airport door, air airplane door in the backyard? Oh. I wonder if this is a missing piece in an investigation. Huh. Well, I didn't, so I wonder if it's somebody else's. Investigators, that's how people in Oregon talk. Investigators have so far determined the components that may have been involved in the refrigerator-sized door plug coming loose, but not yet determined why it blew out. Pete. 
Uh, I, they, CNN didn't write that. Oh, okay. I added that. I want to be true Editorial. to my journalistic integrity. The door plug is typically held in place by a series of stop fittings and has a set of bolts that prevent the door from moving up and potentially flying off the plane mid-flight. Somehow, the plug moved upward. Yes, yeah, somehow. <laughs> and NTSB's Clint Crookshanks explained at a news conference Monday night. This is a really, really big deal for me and my comfort of ever flying again. Not just you. Everybody. Everybody thinks about this when they get on a plane right now. Man, let's talk about it more when we come back. Don't go away. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.